welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware and your way to murderous Tom. That's why it'll <laughs> never work. You'll have me fratricidal, fratricidal when you stab my dad. Oh my God. That was very good. I'm Em. I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we read... Book number 31 in the Animorphs saga, as we call it, for some it's reason. It's a saga. I don't, know, I don't know why you say for some reason. It is a saga. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it was definitely a journey, this book. I feel mm. like... You have a hardcover version of this? I Sorry, do. I just saw her flash on camera. I have a, a that is school, so fancy. school library edition that I got used, and it does have on the inside the fact that it is... Book level 3.9 for three points. Too high for me. Too high. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This book was called The Conspiracy. (laughs) These books are all written by K.A. Applegate. But this one has... Okay. These books are mostly written by K.A. Applegate. We have a ghostwriter. The ghostwriter for this is... Laura Batania Weiss again. Again. Number two. Mm, Which one was the other one that she did? Um... I want to say it was another Jake one. Let me double check real quick, though. <laughs> she ha- she writes three total. She wrote okay. 27. Okay. Which was... Feels like a Jake number. Oh, no, it's a Rachel one. It was the squid oh. one. Oh. Okay, okay. So I guess that kind of throws our earlier theory about maybe the ghostwriters all write one specific character out the window. Yeah, yeah. Since well, this is the first right. repeat. Jake and Rachel are cousins. They're kind of whatever. <laughs> the same person, I guess. Um, what did you think of this one, Em? I did like it. You did? I did. Mm. D-I-D. No int. Mm. I um, did it. <laughs> I I would put it like middle of the road. I don't think it was like mm. one of the best ones, but I don't think it was like one of the ones where I'm like, I can't believe that this is what happened in this book. You know, I was like, yeah, this tracks. Yeah. I think I would have liked this better if it came before the Marco and his mommy issues book because hmm, that would change a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we could under. So Jake was like so hard in that book. And then in this one, he was like, but daddy, but I love my daddy. Yeah. But then on the flip side, it wouldn't make sense for Marco to be hard in this book if it Mm -hmm. was in the other order. Basically, it just depends which which character you believe will go hard without provocation. And we've always been told Jake will, but seems like not so much. Mm-hmm. This I will say this is probably the book that made me like Jake the most, just because I think it conformed to my reading of Jake, which is Jake is not a good leader and true, uh, should not true. be in charge. Jake and this sucks. book was like, yes, you're right. And Jake's like, I don't want to be the leader anymore because I'm not good at it. We're all like, yes, we know. Yeah, we know. Good, good, good. Follow um, this thought. I, I guess like for me, I didn't... Hmm. It was just so. I guess the point was that it, it, it because Jake was too close to the situation, he couldn't mm-hmm. act in the detached way that he did in the Marco book. I that's the point. But I guess I just found it super fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did, especially like middle of the book. I was kind of skimming a little bit. Like, oh all my right, God. yeah. Let's I was like, dude, it. you fought in World War Two. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate that. Um, we, I think, because we talked about this with the Marco book, that we needed a 
dealing with the Tom situation type yeah. book. So, I mean, but I think this the is a necessary book, book. It's like we had all this build up to like, what's the deal with Tom? What are we going to do with Tom? And the end of the book was like, break his leg. We're going to return <laughs> to essentially status quo, which is what Animorphs uh-huh. books always do. And I mean, like, they're not... Happens gonna shake up the the order too much in any I, one yeah, book because what if like, you can't find it at the scholastic book fair after <laughs> after like marco's mom and viscera one disappearing mm-hmm. and her possibly knowing that marco is an andalite or bandalite and just all the stuff with that megamorphs book which i know is really entirely removed from the series except marco did reference it um and just like some of the i don't know some of the other events that have happened, I was really ready for, like, either Tom to go free or to be dead and then Jake go, like, Darth Jake. I, think, I don't know. I think we're still very much in the middle filler part of the series. I just, I hated this. <laughs> like, I think I've said this before, that it's going to be essentially the first book, which sets everything up, and then, like, a few other, like, kind of set up books up to, like, around when Axe shows up, and mm-hmm. then a whole bunch of filler until, like, maybe the last five books. Yeah, yeah. And I guess because we are adult women and we Mm -hmm. are reading this back to back, we don't have to wait, um, you know, until the school library gets the next copy of the next book. I mean, actually, we aren't reading it that much faster than you would because, I mean, they were released every month, right? Like, essentially. Um, Maybe. I don't. She does do like several a year. I just don't know Mm -hmm. how many a year. But like, regardless, I feel like. It's just, I'm sick. I'm sick of this part of the series. It's too long. <laughs> the the Animorphs as a whole did not need to be 54 books long. I don't blame you, though, K.A. Applegate, for getting your money. Like, that's, you do you. <laughs> good, good, congratulations. I'm glad you've had a very successful career, but I'm sick of this. <laughs> Animorph fatigue? I am 100%. I am so weary, so world weary of the Animorphs. I feel like I hit that kind of like in the 30s. Right after the David trilogy, you know? The 20s, maybe? Oh, the 20s. Are, yeah. This is the 30s. This Fuck, is... I thought we were 40s. Maybe that's what the issue was. I thought we were further mm. ahead than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was hitting you. We got 20 more books to go. 22. Wow. Well, let's talk about this. Let's book, talk I about guess. this book. I hated the cover because it made me think it was Tobias. <laughs> These covers are so, like... Ugh. This one, and especially the next one, the separate for the separation, where Rachel is morphing into a fucking starfish, <laughs> gives me nightmares. But anyway, um, <laughs> Jake has a grandpa that he calls Grandpa G. And guys, the G stands for great because it's his great grandpa. That's not how this should That's work. Not how that works. It should be G G Grandpa, or just Great Grandpa. Oh, yeah. Or just grandpa, his great, name. Great is the same number of syllables as G. Gra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not shortening anything. But it doesn't sound as cool as Grandpa G. So Grandpa Great <laughs> has died. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter what he was called because he's dead. He's dead and we never heard about him before and we'll never hear about him again. So Yeah, whatever. just like Jake's cousin that went missing after he was in the hospital. Yes, his family has been through so much. His family is being destroyed person by person and no one seems to be noticing. Um. His family, they all have to go to a cabin by a lake for a funeral, and they'll be gone for four days. Now, clearly, this is a problem for the Yerk in Tom's head, because as we know, Yerks must go to the Kendrona pool every three days to feed. And 
So Tom tries to find excuses to get out of going to the funeral. He's like, okay, imagine he's a 16-year-old boy. He's like, I just don't understand why I have to go to this stupid family funeral. And the dad's like, you're going, and that's that. <laughs> um, the mom has gone ahead to help with preparations. <laughs> so she's not there to back him up on this. But, like, Tom is like, but the sharing needs me. I promise to do things for them this weekend. <laughs> dad's like... <laughs> Isn't the sharing all about family values? So the sharing is the GOP confirmed. <laughs> but fortunately, Jake's dad does not subscribe to the sharing's views. So, Or unfortunately. I mean, things would have been a lot easier for everyone if he had just been like, yeah, you can stay home, Tom. That is very true. <laughs> it was just like, no, you're right, Tom. You're, you're right. a teenager. You deserve to have this time away from the family in their time of need. I don't know that I think it would be that. Okay, like... I can see both points on this. I think that, like, it's not that extraordinary for a teenager to be like, I have other stuff going on. I don't want to go to my great-grandfather's funeral. I think if it was a grandparent, it would be, like, odd. But I think the Mm -hmm. fact that it is a great-grandparent and he is 16 and could theoretically, like, have... I, I don't think that I, as a parent, would be like, that's so absurd that you're not willing to go to your great grandfather's funeral you know i don't think this would ring any alarm bells for me Mm. i think i'd just be like well you got to go because i said so but yeah unfortunately jake's dad fortunately or unfortunately jake's dad's like no you have to go go see grandpa g one last time everyone is so sad so naturally the yurks decide that jake's dad needs to be turned into a controller so tom's yurk doesn't die uh So Jake comes home from school one day and dad has left him a note that says he and Tom went to a sharing meeting uh, so that Jake's dad can explain why Tom has to go out of town. Like, first of all, as a parent, like that, I would be like, no, I'm not not doing that. I will. (laughs) I will write a note. They can call me if they have questions, but I'm your fucking parent. I'm not going to explain myself to this club you're in. Jake immediately knows what this means, so Marco, who is with him at the time for whatever reason, tries to talk Jake down and say, okay, we need a plan. We can't just charge into the sharing meeting. We have to know, first of all, even where it is. We don't know where it is. We don't know how many people are there, what the situation is. And Jake's like, no, we have to go now. I have to call Eric. And Marco's like, no, don't call him at home because we don't know if the Yerks are listening. Tom lives here. Like, (laughs) we got to be chill about this. So they walk to a payphone. They call Eric. And Eric's like, I don't know where the meeting is, but why don't you just call your dad's cell phone and ask him where he is? <laughs> Marco's like, no, don't call your dad because if you call him asking where he is, then we're gonna they're gonna know where we're the bandalites. I very much doubt that with the logical capabilities we've seen Visser 3 to uh-huh. have exactly. that he would be able to make that connection. Exactly. <laughs> Visser 3 is stupid as hell. And, you know, even if the even if his sub-Vissers and the other Vissers aren't, if they could start piecing things together, like, which it seems like they have, clearly they're not doing anything about it. Also, I can imagine that one of the sub-Vissers could, like, go to Visser 3 and be like, hey, uh, Hey, boss, um, so we found this, like, communication between this kid and that one controller, X9Z's dad, 
asking him where he was and it seemed a little suspicious and we're wondering if maybe that guy's actually the andalite you have a crush on and like this or three would instantly kill him so like i'm sure no one's gonna do that <laughs> just slice him up real quick <laughs> no <laughs> dare you insinuate that absolutely not <laughs> they're hunky andalite men <laughs> sexual creatures glistening with their own oils glistening blue <laughs> uh i do wonder like surely in andalite standards of beauty would be very different than ours so maybe it's not maybe it's like they have such long and elegant eye stalks mm, and their yeah. arms are so fragile and weak <laughs> um <laughs> so Marco says don't don't ask your dad on the phone where he is even though you just got home and you don't know where your dad is I guess this was like because he makes a point to mention oh my dad carries his cell phone everywhere and this is kind of early days for cell phones where like minutes were a thing and like oh. you maybe wouldn't want to waste like it might be weird for a kid to call his dad I don't know I'm trying to make excuses yeah I don't know I don't I don't know. I think Marco's just honestly, I think this book was all about Marco uh maybe having a little bit of retaliation towards Jake, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um so they come up with a stupid plan that Jake will call his dad's cell phone but not say a word and then Eric will somehow trace the location of the call for them, whatever. It's stupid and it works like all of their plans. Well, I did I did check cuz the they find a senior citizen center, a strip mall, a small hardware store, and an auto body shop. And then there's also a Starbucks nearby. And I mm. did look at uh, San Francisco. There is a senior <laughs> citizen center in the northern area. And there is a Starbucks nearby. Everything else. There's also kind of a strip mall nearby. And they've all been there for 30 years. I That was the one thing. I couldn't find like an auto body shop. But I'm like, that's probably, it probably was there. And now it's gone. Oh my gosh. What is the exact name and address of this um, I think it's like the center. the San Francisco. It was like something because there were a few, but the specific one I was looking at was like the San Francisco Senior Citizen Center. It was like very like very generic, mm-hmm, generic name. I was like, mm, I'm mm-hmm. on to you, Applegate. Mm-hmm. I know where they mm-hmm. are. I can find them now. <laughs> she just googled like Senior Citizen Center in San Francisco. Oh, this one works. It's the <laughs> the Senior Citizen Center. <laughs> so yeah, so. <laughs> Eric is Eric can can locate the call, but not that well. So they have to go and look at several different locations. Jake and Marco rush off to the strip mall because Jake thinks that's the most likely of the locations to have his dad in the sharing meeting. But he tells Eric to call up the others to go scope out the other places. And once they get there to the strip mall, they can't tell which particular store is housing the meeting. So Eric, you really have asked this job. So <laughs> Marco morphs into a gorilla and just starts punching some cars so their alarms go off. And everyone, of course, rushes outside to see what the deal is. And uh, Jake's dad avoids being yerked that day. So cool. Um, the Bandalites, or I guess Rachel mostly, then figure they have a meeting. They all get together. They're all pissed off because of Jake rushing off to the strip mall, whatever. The Bandalites figure that Tom will now try to kill Jake and Tom, Jake and Tom's dad, not Jake and their dad. 
they truly need to stop with this pretense that they are in any way organized and don't always just rush in and do shit. I know, every honestly. time. It's like, always someone in every book mm-hmm. is mad about how they rush in. I'm like, that's that's your MO. That's all you guys do. And it's a different person each time who does it and who's mad about it. But like, we have to listen to the argument every time. I'm sick yes. Of like Jake has been mad at other people about rushing in. Oh Rachel's rushed in. Cassie's rushed in and been mad about it. Like everyone mm-hmm. just needs to understand that that's because you don't have an actual leader who's in charge of tactics. That's just what you guys are going to do is just keep <laughs> rushing into things. <laughs> oh, my God yeah vote vote jake out um (laughs) but rachel's like it'll probably be easier for tom if he's an orphan but i guess they forgot that there's still a mom in the picture whatever um so they're orphan you know yeah whatever same diff uh so they figure tom will try to kill the dad and so they set up 24-hour surveillance on jake's dad and which you know just it just gives jake an excuse to be a cockroach i guess Mm mm-hmm Follows him to work. It doesn't really lead to much. Goes and morphs out in the bathroom and morphs back into a cockroach. Like, mm-hmm. surely once it. you got there, you could have been a mouse or something, Jacob. We know what's going on here. <laughs> Jake lives for this shit. Loves it. Cockroach in a hospital. Mm. Mm-hmm. The um, dream. <laughs> following him to work doesn't lead to much. Um, but... Then they went one time they're all at home and Chapman and another controller attempt to do a drive by shooting. Like they're really just going to drive by and stick a gun out a window and try and get Jake's dad. Um, so they remember how they used to be like, Oh, we can't do big crimes because then the humans will be onto us. Remember yeah, that? Not so much anymore. <laughs> remember those days? I guess they've just infiltrated all of the police. I don't know. Much like the current situation in our nation's capital. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I think Tom's Yerk must just be like Visser 3's best friend or best underling. I don't know. They're Boyfriend. real like. I, I don't know why they didn't just take his Yerk out and put an expendable Yerk in or something. You or know? take his Yerk out and just kill tom i mean if we're just gonna kill someone anyway it's not like tom is that like i don't understand why they need a 16 year old yes yes like i get maybe to get people to the sharing they were just kind of getting whoever they could they got other kids they've got other kids they've got people in better positions of power like they've we don't need tom anymore tom is expendable i don't understand why they're going to all this trouble Yes, yeah. The book should have just been Tom's. Tom showed up dead. Let's find out why. Yeah, that would have been grim. That would have been a good book. Um, <laughs> Another cousin in this family gone forever. <laughs> Will we know no peace? Jake does some risky morphing and demorphing while Tom is home, just like crosses his fingers that Tom doesn't see, and then he saves his dad from getting shot, which is good, I guess. Uh, but now everyone's even like more pissed off at Jake because they feel like he's risking everyone's secret and the fate of the world just for his dad. And Marco's like, I was willing to kill my mom, dude. You have to let your dad go. Just just let him be a yerk. And Tobias is like, well, we, we can't have Jake, who is the supposed leader of our little ragtag group of bandalites living with two yerks. That's too risky, which is a good point. It is, but it also brings into question the fact that like 
it's risk it's risky but it's also it could be a tactically good move if they have more yerks in jake's house mm-hmm. that's more opportunities for jake to spy on yerks but he doesn't do that enough with tom so it's like yeah if he was useful it i don't know why he doesn't thing. always be listening to tom i don't mm-hmm. understand as a cockroach just you love doing just it always just, listen to your brother in your yeah. cockroach form i don't get it but I guess, like, also, if you have, if they're like, okay, well, two out of four members of this family are yerks, let's just yerk them all. Probably. And then Jake would probably be in trouble. Yeah. But he could always just become a non-lith like Tobias. But no, because Melissa Chapman, if you recall, true, is an Melissa Chapman is just third member of a two-yerked household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is an even higher percentage than Jake would have. That is true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Yerks have a very bad invasion plan. (laughs) We'll do it when we get around to it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't rush us. We like the pace we're moving at. Uh, So the others tentatively agree with Tobias and they decide they need to stage a distraction so that Visser 3 doesn't realize they're focusing on Jake's dad. So speaking of chapman they decide to kidnap chapman (laughs) and this shit is a hot mess (laughs) they basically just get into all their biggest morphs and destroy his house and take him and they and they and they hide him in the house that's next door that's empty like like no one fucking saw a gorilla carry a grown-ass man into the house next door after (laughs) the daughter is outside screaming her head off about a rhinoceros charging through like Speaking of Melissa Chapman, I'm what sure is- this is never, ever going to be addressed again in this book series, but, like, she did just see some shit go down. And oh, 100%. Yeah. She's definitely got to be a yerk now. For sure. They're going to have to yerk her, because otherwise... A bunch of wild animals came to her house, knocked on the door, were like, let's take... We're going to take your dad. Goodbye. Your and they do. And then, according to Axe, she just wanders the street all night going, Daddy, where are you? Daddy... Daddy, come she's, home. She's not a five-year-old. She's fully the same age as these guys. <laughs> I know, but Axe said. Axe said. I'm not da- <laughs> doubting that Axe said that. I'm just saying that, like, why would why she did do she this? do it? What a bizarre choice. Not once were they like, we had to hide from the cops. It was no. just this little girl just wandered the streets. The neighbors all closed their blinds. They're like, we don't want to see this alien abduction this. that's happening right now. So they have to leave Axe to guard Chapman and he like pretends he's going to torture Chapman for information or something or he really does. I don't know. All I know is he gets real pissy because this is not behavior suitable to a warrior and he will never do it again, which okay. This then, was like, fanfic fuel, my friend. This just, is where the Axe Jake ship first reached the rocky shores that create the conflict feeding <sighs> the fandom. It was just such a stupid thing for Axe to be mad about. I was like, then just fucking kill him. Like, I was into it. I like the fact that Axe uh, got mad at Jake for once. I thought that that was really mm-hmm. the tipping point in the Jake has gone too far. Which, I mean, again, we all have to understand that like the Animorphs constantly are going too far and upsetting their teammates. And that's just the way these books are. Mm-hmm. But that really, like, I was like, yes, that was a good it move It needed to, to have. be for a better reason, though. It was just like, Axe was just... <laughs> I can I can see his point of being like, oh, I'm a warrior and I do things in honorable way in like open 
battles you know mm-hmm. he's not he's not about that subterfuge and sneaking around and then they should have just killed him when they charged chapman's house for no reason it's like i'm just <laughs> well, i think we have confirmation that they're they're never gonna kill to not, a people yeah, they're trying not to kill humans so it's like so stupid well okay then here's the other thing they stage it they stage it so that chapman can eventually escape on his own mm-hmm. um so that's like that's their little distraction while they're dealing with tom but why don't at this point, then why don't they just keep him for the whole three fucking days and starve the year and then release Chapman? Now that is a good point. <laughs> like, there has to be something more you can do with a capture controller other than tie him in a chair and be like, find your way out, sucker. Like, <laughs> the fuck I is feel like this? They really should be doing this more in general. Yes. Of kidnapping controllers and starving the year. Was there a re- like were we ever given a reason why they don't do that more? No, I feel like there might have been some sort of like flimsy Probably explanation for the early books, but I don't not none that I remember. Maybe they did it with Jake. Maybe mm. they thought it was too much of a hassle because then you'd have to like maybe they're thinking oh we have to have an excuse for them to be gone for three days. But now that we know that the Chi can just like fucking be whoever whenever yeah. accurately, oh, yeah. then just where's the team up there? It's all coming together, Eric. <laughs> I know you've thought of this. Just tell them. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. These kids are really bugging me these days. Anyway. <laughs> bugging you? Uh, <laughs> anyway, the plan, the plan now is for the Bandalites to follow Jake and his fam up to the lake cabin so they can further defend Jake's dad from Tom. But Jake is tired of the others yelling at him and reminding him he's a bad leader. So he yeah, tells them, boy. he's like, we're actually leaving at noon, so I'll meet you guys at nine. But really, they're leaving at nine. So he tells them on purpose so that he goes up there alone with no backup. But spoiler alert, the Bandalites aren't stupid and they follow him anyway. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they can all be beautiful, flying, majestic birds that can chase after the car. Jake, you've asked for 24-hour surveillance on your dad. They're going to realize he's leaving for the lake. (laughs) Jake. Jacob. Jacob, you're an idiot. (laughs) They make it to the cabin. Um, Tom and Jake find their grandpa's old war stuff, which includes like this knife dagger thing that grandpa swiped from a nazi hmm. tom's like i'm interested <laughs> tom's uh, like please give me the nazi knife there is symbolism here <laughs> chekhov's nazi knife but it's all in act three <laughs> <laughs> we we also had because it was the nazi knife and medals of honor which mm. it was all very symbolic of like mm, of jake ah, and jake and violence versus honor and blah 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 i'd be real mad if this is like as far as his art goes when it comes to being a bad leader or whatever no he's gotta fall further into darkness please he's just gonna be a mary sue from now on i guarantee um that night tom sneaks out of the house with dad under the guise of hey just want to talk one-on-one to apologize for being a dicky teenager back there or whatever um but he sneaks out with the dagger and he's gonna try and kill his dad oh no so okay so <laughs> here is year tom's genius what is the plan. point at this yes at this. genius plan for not getting caught as a yerk uh-huh, is uh-huh. to 
stab his father mm-hmm, with a mm-hmm. Nazi knife. And uh-huh. everyone will just be like, hmm, suspicious. But it seems like this was natural causes. Like, yep. You could have. You could have pushed him into the water and And held him down under there or like like, there were a lot of options. You could have brought a Yerk friend with you to infect him. Mm. But no, you were like, I'm a, which also must stab a bitch as retribution. It wasn't like he brought the Nazi knife with him. As it was to get totally spur of, of the moment. It was spur of the moment. Yeah. So everybody's bad do? at planning. Yerks are bad at planning. Bandalites are bad at planning. What was, why were there no other Yerks who were like, okay, we'll with you for this backup. guy's getting dragged to this cabin. Yeah. And he's going to like put us in a ziplock. We'll go with you. <laughs> the, the Yerk in his brain is about to die. At which point the child he's been inhabiting will presumably be like, hey guys, aliens are real. Yeah. We should be more concerned about this, surely. <laughs> like, nope, nope. They're like, well, the infestation didn't work, so I guess we're just going to let him go alone. Well, yeah, we'll let this high-ranking Yerk just die, and Tom can go free. It'll be fine. And that'll be fine. Everyone's what, so bad at figuring out the consequences. What does happen, though, is super dumb. <laughs> so they're sitting out on, like, the dock outside this lake house on, on the lake. Jake sees this and he morphs into a tiger. He's ready to kill his brother. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to expose myself as a boy who can morph into a tiger and I'm going to kill my brother. Fortunately for Jake, Cassie has somehow morphed into a whale in this lake and is not seen or heard bashing herself against the dock to break it. The dock does break. The other bandalites are there morphed as dolphins Two of them break Tom's leg underwater and, and drag him to shore. And then the other two drag Jake's dad out into the middle of the lake to separate them. So how okay. was this? How was this better than just Tiger Jake coming out and killing Tom? I don't understand. Before the situation was, oh, if if the Yerks realize that we're interested in protecting this one man, you know, it'll be bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what has happened is I get like, okay, we'll say Yerk Tom didn't see the whale. Okay. okay. He did get his leg <laughs> broken by dolphins. Suspicious. In dolphins in a lake. And dragged Very around suspicious. by these dolphins in a lake. And he knows that animals are a thing that are like their enemy. And mm-hmm, he's just gonna mm-hmm. be like, it was fine. It's probably normal. It was those. It was those pesky lake dolphins that my human controller knows don't exist. Much, much uh, more dangerous and aggressive than their ocean cousins. Apparently, the lake dolphins. Oh my gosh! Yes, we really need to rehabilitate these lake dolphins. Maybe that is what happened. Maybe Tom, in his human brain, was like, was like, sus, sus. That's super sus. And he's like, no, no, it's lake dolphins. It's lake dolphins. This is normal. That, oh, maybe, maybe. Tom's, Tom's Tom. fighting back by making, maybe all of the human controllers are fighting back against the Yerks by feeding them misinformation this about is, that which is animals, what animals are where. Do. Gorillas show up in parking lots and just start punching cars. It's this funny. is absolutely what gorillas do. That's I what promise, they've always done. Remember back in like book three, the first Marco POV where a gorilla just like showed up and started wreaking havoc yeah. in public? Same. Yeah. That's Same. what's going on. I think we cracked it. The humans are fighting back. Humans are so good. 
Tom needs to be medevaced to the nearest hospital where there will be many yerks around so his yerk can feed at a condrona pool and everything stays the same. Yay. Yay. Like, no one even, no one addresses, like, hey, Jake, we need to talk about, like, how this broke down and maybe you need a break. Like, no one addresses this to Jake. They're all just like, nobody, we were here for you. And he also... (laughs) His takeaway from this is maybe one day he'll get a medal for fighting against the Yerks, just like his grandpa G. And it's like, okay, well, you almost had a breakthrough here. Uh, He tried. Jake's inability to learn from past mistakes. I mean, that's the nature of these books, though, right? They're all going to have to learn the same lessons 18 times. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Maybe I'm just learning that I'm an adult who desires different kinds of things from my stories, and that's fine. <laughs> Not the audience for this. Uh, anyway. Did you have a most valuable morph, even though this wasn't, you're a little tired of all of them? <laughs> my most valuable morph is probably gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's probably gonna be Rachel. Hmm. Because she did make the connection that Tom would try to kill their dad. Um, and also proved us correct when she said they're related through their fathers. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, we did it. <laughs> what about you? I'm giving it to Marco for sure because he got oh, to shove Jake's face in it that he's That's way, way tougher and harder than Jake. That's true. Except for I did get mad when he was like, Oh, you know, I was just, you know, trying to do what was best for the group. No hard feelings. I was like, no, dude, don't like, don't apologize. Like, whatever. <laughs> he still, he still got to be like, I was ready to kill my own mother. What are you bringing to the table? <laughs> are, and I appreciate that attitude. Here, Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> uh, what was your uh, most morbid moment in this book of... Um, fratricide yeah there was a moment I'm trying to find it in my my paper copy which is always the problem that I can't highlight Mm. things Um, but it was like it really actually made me kind of sad Uh, if it's the same one as mine I'm gonna be real upset that you stole it (laughs) I don't think it is you say yours first because I don't think it is and I'm also trying to find it okay let me see if my kindle will pull up the quotes for me here we go um (laughs) Mine was a moment when they're all arguing about what they should do with Tom and in regards to him going to the funeral. And they're like, dad is just being a real hard ass. And he says, Tom has to go. So Tom has to go. And Tobias. Oh, (laughs) where the fuck is this quote? I know which quote you're talking about, though. It's not the same one as mine. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, So... Tobias basically asked, why didn't Tom just tell your father he's not going? And that's the end of it. And everyone, it's like that moment where you tell a story that you think is like really funny about Mm -hmm. your family. And everyone just like looked at him like with a horrified look on their faces. And he goes, what? I used to do that whenever one of my aunts or uncles wanted me to go somewhere I didn't want to. They never made me go. And then he has the realization and he goes, oh, I, no one had ever loved me. (laughs) Like. He didn't say that, but it's just like, yeah, you, uh, 
did not grow up in good circumstances there, <laughs> Tobias. Uh, but then Rachel immediately is in there to defend her boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, my God, Rachel. Your relatives Rachel suck. <laughs> Rachel and Tobias, my gosh. God, loved it. God. My, no, mine was a little bit later in the book, and I mm-hmm. really didn't think it would be yours because it's a very specific sadness related to having siblings. Okay, then yeah. And it's... Um, <laughs> I have none of those. <laughs> It wouldn't matter, though, because we still wouldn't be home before the three-day limit. I tried to imagine life without Tom, without my older brother. I'd be an only child. Marco was an only child, so were Cassie and Tobias. But I wasn't, and I didn't want to be. I don't know. Like, the the emotion of, like, being afraid of losing a sibling is, like, mm. something that really, like, unexpectedly resonated with me Aww. as someone with two siblings. I was like, oh, yeah, that would suck. Hardcore. Like, so much – and we talked about this before, how I have mm-hmm. this thing about, like, I think that you can really predict someone's personality by birth order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, in a big way, like, I do think that that's a huge way of how we define ourselves. It would be very weird to go from being, like, a sister of someone to not, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, it, it's mm-hmm. not just losing that person. It's losing part of yourself. And that, like, made me really sad for this child who's, like – That's true. Going through this, <laughs> who in some ways has already lost his brother and in some ways is worried about losing him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the finality of – Yeah. Well, and then being the one to cause it, too. Like, mm-hmm. not just – yeah, not just like losing him, but making him lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for real, like it's yeah. Very Jake's sad. going through some hard stuff. He Finally. still sucks, but yeah, 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 yeah. He still sucks, but his emotions are valid. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who he's related to, though, that does bring us to our series theories for this week, of which I have one, and it is possibly my wildest series theory yet. Let's hear it. And. I don't think it's going to come true, but it would be great if it did. It would be wonderful. It would be so good. So in this book, there's the setup of the mom has to go up to the lake house first to Mm -hmm. prepare it or whatever, which, Mm -hmm. okay, sure. Uh, To me, that seemed like, okay, we just need to get the mom out of the way for the rest of the shenanigans to go on. But there's no reason to need the mom out of the way for the rest of the shenanigans to go on, right? Like, all of the stuff that happens with his dad could have happened with the mom still in the house, like, making funeral plans from the house, right? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the dad could still be taken with Tom to go, you know, to the sharing. There could have been a drive-by shooting, whatever. All of that stuff. So, with that in mind, my theory is that the mom is actually some sort of, like, yerk fighter like anti-year oh a yerk resistance mm-hmm. fighter a yerk like a, a resistance a not not like a yerked person but some other alien or some maybe <sighs> just a human but there's another resistance i know i've said the other resistance thing before but i'm taking it to the humans this time i think there's another resistance non-animorphs going on that that is why tom is a yerk and it's important because uh. they're trying to keep an eye on the mom this that now, would be interesting. Yeah. And if so, if Tom was pulling this shit while she was here, she would catch on that he was a yerk. And then it would be lights out for Tom the yerk. Remember, there was a book. Is it the one where Rachel loses her memory? It might be. Was it that Megamorphs book? There is a book really early on mm-hmm. where someone ran out into the woods yes, and crammed across. Yeah. So yeah, there yeah. is some like basis for there being yeah. human resistance fighters. I'm going to put it out there. I know I've been wrong before about the moms being badass resistance fighters, but that's really what I want from this series is one of the moms. Powerful women. resistance fighter. Please. Give it to me. We crave. I like that. I like that theory. Yeah. 
It would definitely make Jake cooler by association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, he would be insufferable, though, if it turns out his mom is the leader of a different resistance. He's like, oh, my God. I'm the leader. It's in my blood. <laughs> it's in my blood. Hey, Marco, why why didn't your mom do this? Hey, Marco, your <laughs> mom was so evil. Mine was good. <laughs> I never had to push my mom off a cliff. Just saying. Fuck you. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go be friends with Rachel. Fuck off. <laughs> All oh, right. Well, that's that's about it for this one, I think. I agree. Um, so next week, we are finishing up our Weird Western unit with yes. uh, Territory by Emma Bull. And then the week after that, we'll be reading another Animorphs book with Animorphs number 32, The Separation. <sighs> the title is accurate. I will give it that. It is accurate. Yeah. Not like this one. The Conspiracy was the conspiracy that... Tom yeah, wanted to there, conspire to kill his father? Like, there was no conspiracy. I don't think I don't, I don't, think I don't understand book. the naming of these books. If you do, if you understand why it was called The Conspiracy, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any of your own series theories or anything like that, we'd love to hear them. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because if you don't, then you will be subjected to one of Eric's lectures about how he knew all of the greatest people of history and served them. Awful stuff. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not, that's all right, because you're allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. For context, this occurs after Marco Gorilla punches a bunch of cars. In the words of K.A. Applegate, I'm going home right now and calling Joe Johnson. Who? He's our insurance agent. You really should know that, Tom. Come on. Should he? Should (laughs) he know that? Don't you know your your parents' insurance agent? No. No, I do not. (laughs) How dare you admonish a 16-year-old for that? Yep, yep. I actually, this is a fun thing. I sat down and I put in our calendar uh, all of our podcast episodes for the Animorphs, what the mm-hmm. release dates will be, mm-hmm. up until we'll be done with the Animorphs. And uh-huh. we are about a year away. Oh my God, guys, uh, mark your calendar. Yeah, this time I think next it's, year. I think it's January 23rd, uh, 2022, will be the last oh Animorphs gosh. episode comes wow. out yeah so you guys better stock up on your kleenex because <laughs> you're gonna be real sad <laughs> we will no longer be talking about animals i personally am ready for that day i feel I like mean, it's also a, a monumental because i think we started we did the morph the summer of animorphs but then we started doing them every other week this time last year so we've been Weird. at it for you know consistently for a year Weird. Wow. Mm-hmm. Happy Morph Day to us. Morph anniversary. <laughs> oh.